0: On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, our final episode previewing the upcoming Western Canadian Baseball League season. We'll meet up with the Okotoks Dogs and Edmonton Prospects. Welcome to episode 34 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Hope you've enjoyed the extra episodes we've brought you over the last few weeks as we've been looking ahead to this summer's WCBL season. It all starts officially this week, and we're looking forward to bringing you some of the stories of the players, the coaches, the officials, the fans, the volunteers, everyone who are making the league tick. So stay tuned for more on that. We'll also have a few other things cooking for the podcast, so you'll definitely want to subscribe if you haven't already. This week's episode features two teams who have embraced the idea of a rivalry in this league. Not only do the Tokes dogs and Edmonton prospects not like each other on the field, but they also have a couple of coaches who won't shy away from answering questions and are quite thorough in doing so. We'll start things off with Dogs bench boss Mitch Schmidt, who is ready to avenge last year's disappointing end to the season. And yes, we touch on a certain incident involving a chair in Edmonton. Mitch, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. No problem. Look forward to a fun season. It should be a lot of fun. And I'm excited for just the fact of getting back out into the summer sunshine at Siemens Stadium, it is the closest one to my home anyways. and, And I know a lot of folks are really excited about packing the barn this year. What has you excited though?
1: Honestly, it's after the, my first summer up there, you know, I, I had some expectations you know, I've known people that were up there. I've been up there, you know, to Oak before, you know, and it, what makes me excited is just what we're going to do, not only on the field, but in the community, just because it's, there's a, this group of guys is a great group. You know, it's, we're going to, you know, some of the youth camps and stuff like that, the, the, the guys hanging around, you know, with, you know, friends and family and the fans after the games, it, it's, I'm one of those guys that, hey, I love winning ball games, but I love to see the relationships and the things that come out of the game of baseball. So it's look forward to seeing some of the people that that we met that we created relationships, you know, with last summer, you know, at the games, but then also seeing some of the, the little kids running around to, you know, share the love of baseball out there.
0: You hear a lot about that when it comes to Okotoks just because you've got this small community just south of the big city and it's become this baseball haven and it's everybody calls it unique. Would you call it the same way in based off of your travels around the baseball world?
1: I do. It it is very very unique. You know, I I've I've coached, you know, five, six different places during the summer, you know, worked USA baseball and just the relationships that you see up there it's completely different. It, it is it's, it is that small-town atmosphere with, you know, the big-town area. You know, you got a lot of kids that are coming, you know, families that are coming from the Calgary area, that they're getting that small-town atmosphere when they come to Okotoks to hang out with the guys. And that's, you know, John has done a great job of making sure that everybody is accessible and understanding that, you know, this is something special. You know, it's let's let's do this right. And, it, and it's it, it's a lot of fun that when, you know, about halfway through the season last summer, I was like, you know what? This is there's nothing that compares to this. It is it is just, you know, well, hey, think about this. You're coaching in the Northwoods and you're in coaching the Madison Mallards that, you know, has, you know, four plus thousand people coming out. They're, they're not letting their fans come down on the field and, you know, and have access to. You know, the players, the coaches, and letting the kids run the bases and playing catch with the guys. You know, that just doesn't happen in these other markets where Okotoks, it is a family atmosphere. It's Mm -hmm. teaching the love of the game and just teaching how to do things the right way. And that's what that community is about. You know, I I think back all the way when, you know, we we had the the two young men. You know that uh mom got lost her life in Las Vegas last summer uh that they came out and threw the first pitch well nobody's gonna go out and and really welcome them into the community you know like that that happened last summer it was it was pretty cool.
0: When you look ahead to this summer, I mean I know you're still in the midst of of playing a little bit of uh college ball here, but looking up and down the roster, what stands out to you? A couple of players. I don't want you to pick favorites cuz I know that they're, you know, they're kind of like your own children, but you got anybody that you got a real close eye on and think that the fans should be uh looking forward to this summer?
1: There's, you know, there there's some returners, there's there's some new guys, but honestly I think uh what you're going to have is some Couple guys that are going to be really, really electric. Um, on the field as position players, you got Jacob Melton, which plays at Lynn Benton Community College for Coach Peterson. The kid is an absolute freak of nature on the baseball field. He does things that are just special. He can play, he can play first base, he can play center field, he's going to hit, he's going to run. It, it, it's, he's actually, not going back to Lynn Benton for his sophomore year. He's already signed to go to Oregon state next year. Uh, and when Oregon state is coming in and plucking a kid out of uh, junior college after their freshman year, you got to be doing something special. Um, then got Corey Longacre, the kid that's from Seattle area that actually plays for me at Bellevue. Um, good chance that he's going to be the NAIA first team, all American shortstop, um, but we're not planning on using him at shortstop, so we might be uh, the coaches that are stupid. But uh, knowing that he is an absolute unbelievable center fielder, um, we're planning on using him in center field. He he does a lot of really special things, and I, I've had the pleasure to watch him play at Bellevue for two years. And I think when the fans watch him, they're going to go, "Holy cow!" Uh, those are the two position players. Uh, we're another guy. Uh, that I think is going to be really special that the fans are going to go, they're really going to take to, is uh, Eddie Tavares Cabrera. He is a kid that's originally from the Dominican Republic, that uh, family moved to the United States, uh, lived in the Chicago area. He's a big 6'5", 6'6", right-handed pitcher that uh, I actually have uh, scouts that have confirmed that he has touched 99 miles an hour. (laughs) And he's he's, he's a big guy. You look at him, and go, oh my God, it's imposing, but he is—he's that teddy bear. Uh, I've actually had the chance to uh, work a youth camp with him, and little kids just—they see that he is a little kid too, that he loves being around the game of baseball. And, you know, uh, you, little kids are running up, jumping on him, and he's hanging out. You know, taking a knee, getting down to their level, and you know, talking to the kids, and it just—I have a feeling that he's going to be a guy that is going to be a big fan favorite just because of the electric arm, but also because of his personality.
0: How important is the personality side of things when it comes to a short season, like the summer league with the Western Canadian baseball league and making sure that all the players are able to get into that mindset real quick, because we all know that if you get off to a slow start, it's hard to get back and get that uh, traction in the middle part of the summer.
1: It is. And the thing is, is the, to have that personality, to have that, you know, just the quality of being able to bounce back, you know, bounce forward, bounce, you know, it, every which way, you know, because the season is so short, you know, some of these guys are run down because of their college season, you know, and they probably came directly from, you know, summer ball to their college season. And now they're going directly into summer ball again. It, it's to have that personality, to be able to bounce back, and be resilient that that's, they really need that. And, and I think honestly, one of the w- things that being in Okotoks gives them the chance to understand that there is pressure, but also it doesn't matter who you do, who you are. They're, they're going to forget what you did the night before, you know, if, if you made a mistake because they want to see you succeed the next night. And that's, you know, like i I haven't specifically said to you, but I've said to a number of other people that it's something special about Okotoks, that they really they know the game of baseball. And that's what makes it easy for these guys to play up
0: there. This is your second season now as the head coach here in Okotoks. What did you learn from year one that you'd like to move into year two to make you guys go that next step uh, towards the championship this time around?
1: Well, obviously... The, the first thing that I that I looked at, is, you know, we we pushed and pushed and pushed that, hey, we got to be first place in the regular season, you know, that we have to take first, we have to take first. And, you know, and medicine hat took first. But honestly, as long as we get to the playoffs, we take first, second, third, or fourth, you know, if we get into the playoffs, we have a chance to win the league championship, the, the playoffs, and, you know, get that ring at the end. So we kind of, we put guys, we played guys, you know, and we kind of wore them out a little bit going into the playoffs. And, you know, it was that win tonight, win tonight, win tonight. And we we ran with the, the next pitch mentality that, hey, doesn't matter what happened, you know, we we control what we can do on the next pitch. And our big thing was we wanted to win every game. And we understand now that, hey, you know what? If if we do make a mistake and we drop a game three to two, or as long as we stay competitive and keep the guys fresh, we're going to be better for the playoffs. And the playoffs are the key. That's that's when we you know we kind of we we built up and we built up and we built up and we built up too quick. You know that we we went on the absolute amazing run at the end of the year. And I think because we were so comfortable that we knew we were going to win a ball game. That when we came into adversity in the playoffs, that that's when the guys, they hadn't lost in a while. So, hey, we dropped that game one and they were like, "What? what's going on? How, what, what do we do? And it helped because when we went up to Edmonton, you know, when our backs were against the wall, we did. We bounced back. We beat them. Then we got into the tough game four there and it, we should have won it and we didn't. We just didn't get the timely hits. And you know, I think we had too much success early, and what we got to do is we got to, hey, keep it on that even kill. You know, no, not as many peaks and valleys.
0: (laughs) Is there a part of you during the course of the season that almost wishes you go through a little bit of adversity rather than almost roll right through the regular season and then hit that, uh, not necessarily a wall, but hit some sort of adversity? In the playoffs, you'd almost rather hit it a little bit earlier on in the season, so that you learn to deal with that as a group.
1: Yeah, and it and that's that's the big thing, you know. And you know, hey, I'm I'm going to take Bellevue here. We we took we took the run at the beginning of the season. We were we were it was pretty ugly. We were 13 and seven at one point, and then we ran off 39 of 40 games in a row that we've won, and our guys, to a point, you know, we, we talked about it, and said, Hey, at some point, we're going to lose now. And you guys have learned that winning, you know, winning's a mindset. And we got to understand that when you do get into some adversity, it's not, we're not just going to jump out of it. You guys have to work your way out of it. And we've talked about and talked about that hard work turns into good luck. And when we put in the work, that that hard work, it'll turn into luck on the baseball field uh, because we've worked so hard. And so I, I think personally our Bellevue team's going to work through that, but also the Okotoks team this summer. We're We're going to have to go through some of those where we hit that adversity early on or midway through the season so we can learn how to work out of it, whereas we didn't last summer.
0: Is that something that you look for when you're recruiting as well and looking at different players saying, oh, they went through this during their college season or they've done this in the summer. And so you kind of get a gauge that, hey, they can be mentally tough in a short season like the WCBL season is.
1: That's part of it. But personally, what we do is, you know, our our staff, we've looked for guys that played in specific programs that we know the coaches, we know got good recommendations and, you know kids that are gonna be resilient, they're gonna be good you know their personalities that they're good guys that are bounce back guys you know, and we looked at that you know it just it's plain and simple you know you you got the guy that's ready that hey he's gonna put it on the table every day and say i'm I'm gonna play my hardest, that's the guy you know whether we're winning or losing, and that's we've looked at some programs. You know, went across me, you know, obviously. We got guys coming from, from Andy at Len Benton. And, you know, they know how to win. They know how to bounce back when they have an issue. We got guys coming from Mesa, you know, with GR. They know how to win. And, you know, Mesa didn't have the the worst season this year, but they didn't have the greatest. You know, at one point, they were 19-19 and 19 in their conference schedule. You know, to go 19-19, and 19, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a lot of ups and downs there. And, you know, Dr. Specifically, went through and said, "Okay, here you go. We want this guy, this guy, and this guy because day in day out, they're the guys that that are there helping support the team when they're not on the field. But then when they are on the field, they're they're putting it on the line. So, and that's that's where we, you know, when we were out looking at guys, we we're like, okay, here you go. These are the types of guys that we're looking for, and it it, it helps knowing you know, and you know, Dr. Being one of those guys." You know, he's been around the dogs forever, so he really has done an awesome job in saying, hey, here you go. This is what we need. We need this component. We need this component. And it's it's fantastic.
0: Is there an identity that you want this team to envelop over the course of the season? Once they roll into camp, and once they start playing games, you're going to say from day one, this is what I expect out of you.
1: It's, yep, and we've already we've already pushed it. We've you know, sent emails out to the guys that are that are coming in, and it's it's all about attitude and effort. The the identity that we want is it's all about attitude and effort. There's you know, hey, in life, there's two things that you can control, I can control, Dr. can control, you know, John can control anybody. You know, all the way from you know the top to the bottom, it's our attitude and our effort. And you know, hey, you got a great attitude your effort's going to be good, and when you have that good attitude, that positive attitude, people are going to fall behind with you. You know, you might be that guy that's a leader, that's vocal, that's, you know, physically a leader. People are going to fall behind when you have a great attitude and a great effort, and then you're going to have the followers that, if they have a great attitude and effort, they're going to bring guys with them and they're going to follow. You know, it's what it all comes down to. Hey, baseball's a game of failure. You know, there's there's a reason that that nobody's hit, you know, a career over 400 and, you know, you tell me this, if you, you know, you got Joey comes home from school and he says, "Hey mom, dad, I got a 40% on my science test today." <laughs> you know, mom and dad are going to go, "Oh, what's so special about that?" You know, mm-hmm. but you you got one of these guys calling up and saying, "Hey dad, you know what? I'm hitting 400 on the season." You know, that's you get a kid hitting 400 on a season, every fan in the stands is loving that guy, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and 60% of the time they're, they're failing. So that's, that's the thing, you know, attitude and effort. We want the guys to go out and here's the deal. If we show a great attitude and a great
0: effort, the fans are going to love these guys you segued so well into my next question, which was going to be all about those fans and just giving them that as you mentioned, they know the game, they love the game, they want to be able to identify with that game, and so that lunch pail mentality is probably something that uh, you really want to strike into them because they know or that the, the players know that they're going to get the fans on board the minute that they show that they're going to be giving it everything they got with a good attitude.
1: Exactly. That that's the that you, you know, there's smoke and mirrors, you know, some of the some of the teams out there are smoke and mirrors and we're, we we want to be up front. We want our all the fans to see how hard these guys are working, how much they enjoy playing the game. You know, that and me as a coach, hey, I'm the big guy, you know. It, it's I, I do things a little bit different, you know, you you, you guys have the fans have seen some of the, the previous head coaches here, they've seen the coaches on the other teams. You know, I like to interact with the guys. You know, during the game, I go from one end of the dugout to the other. I talk to some of the fans that are right behind the dugout. I want to have just as much fun as the players do. And when they can see that I'm having fun, it keeps them relaxed. Guess what? The fans see that these guys do special stuff on the field. That's, That's how we get them on our side, and, you know, if you look at it, I think of the fans that were out there had a blast last summer and my goal is to, uh, let's have a, have a, have a big blast, have a lot of fun and win that championship at Seaman stadium this, this summer where, uh, Hey, John will be very, very happy with it. The fans will be very happy and the players, you know, that's, there's one team in the Western Canadian league that's going to be happy at the end of the year that they won a championship and give these Players uh, that hey something to talk about when they go back and try to push for other players from their current schools to want to come back up to Okotoks for the
0: future. I got to have a little bit of fun with it, and that is, are the chairs going to be having fun with it at the end of the season? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they will. It's unbelievable. You know the, the the chair throwing incident. I every coach that I talk to heard about it they saw it it, it was it, it ended up being a situation that didn't agree with the umpires right it, it came to light and then you know it, it's it's brought some notoriety to not only to Okotoks, but to the league where throughout the community the baseball community with coaches they saw that hey the western canadian leagues it's not just a a league that guys go up and drink beer and, you know, get some at bats and throw some innings that there's coaches and, you know, the players have some passion for the game that they want to see things done right, that they want to play hard. And it's, I think what it's done is it's helped the league across the board. Hey, it was an unfortunate situation where, you know, I I could have taken it different, but I think a lot of good came out of it also.
0: Well, I'm, I'm sure in a situation like that as well, is it it becomes a bit of a rallying cry for the team to a certain extent because they go, okay, wake up time. But even beyond that is, hey, if the coach is that into this game, I better be that into this game as well.
1: Yep, and it, you know we sat around and talked, and you know it, it was pretty funny. You know after everything was said and done, you know one of the players said, you realize after you threw the chairs, we scored three more runs. It was a close game, and we put the game away because we knew that we had to go out there and we 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 responded for you and you had our back so we had your back and that it, that's cool that's the, that's a something that is different about the game of baseball that you're not going to find in any other sport
0: one final question for you, and I want to go back to Bellevue for a second because you've got a young man down there that has been ripping the, the skin off the baseball, and he's from Oak Tokes, from Calgary, that being J.T. Patterson. What's it like having him in the lineup, and what's he been like uh, having him this season?
1: It's, it's been a blast. It's a lot of fun. So as far as J.T. this, this last season at Bellevue, He's really made some adjustments at the plate. He's, you know, if you see if you see JT himself, you know, he's he realized that, hey, this is my senior year in college. I physically and mentally need to lock in and make this the best of it. And really worked his butt off in the weight room, made sure he was eating right. So if you, you know, those fans that, that know JT from, you know, four years ago when he first was up there, playing for the dogs you know, he kind of a portly little guy you know, <laughs> and he's done a great job of, you know, transforming himself. He did a good job last year. He's even a better job this year and made some good adjustments at the plate, you know, really took a leadership role, swinging it well. And as, as things went along during the season, you know, he, he had a rough start, but then by him being him, he made those adjustments early on, and you know, you saw the tear—literally <laughs> 24 home runs, and nine of them came in a three-game, in, in three games, in, a, in a three weekends. So unbelievable.
0: I was going to ask: Was that ever the expectation out of him to be able to have that kind of power?
1: We we didn't think we were going to get 24 out of him. We knew <laughs> we were going to get double digits. We honestly we were looking at you know the 12 to 15 is what we thought we were going to get out of him. You know, and last year he had 17. So we, we knew that it was going to be there. We knew that what was going to happen, knowing that he showed some power last year, that he was going to get pitched a little pitched around a little bit this year. And honestly, at the beginning of the year, that's what happened, is teams made sure that he wasn't going to hurt them. And then what we did is we, we found the right guys to put around him And they couldn't pitch around him. They couldn't pitch around the other guys in front of him, you know, behind him. And so when that happened, then it gave him the advantage just to run with it to go.
0: How important are guys like that that you know who are going to be able to uh, talk to their buddies, talk to their friends, and do almost a little bit of scouting and a little bit of um, maybe glad-handing for you to recruit for a short summer season like the Dogs have? It's huge. It's
1: when the when the players themselves have a, a great experience up here in, in Okotoks. What happens is they go back and they let and to be honest, we had a list. We still have a list of guys that were calling us, wanting to come up, and you know, and not just you know anybody. I mean, we we have a list of some pretty, some very good players. You know that that are saying, "Hey, I, I want to come up and play in Okeechobee. So I want to come up." You know, and you sit there and you're like, "Man, how do we how do we pick and choose?" And the majority of that isn't because of Dr. Andy, Joe, and me that going out and contacting coaches. the Majority of these kids came running to us, and we had to figure out, okay, which ones have the right personalities, which ones have you know that can take it up here that as far as putting out the right product that we want to make sure that, hey, we've we got a guy that this, this guy can go out and play well on the field, and then, then after the game, he's going to be the right guy in the community. You know, it's, it's done a, a big – it's a big favor for us having the right guys come up here because then they pass it on. And, you know, even we've got kids that – called and said hey uh I want to come up I'll even take a I'll I'll take a tryout I want, you know <laughs> we actually have two guys that are going to be in Tokes this week that are going to work out for Joe and all they want to do is they want to come up and say hey I want I want an opportunity for you to see what I can do and I want to play up there so that we didn't have on on our list and they directly came from players that previous well in fact Cade Goda former player of dogs about six years ago that's playing pro ball emailed me and said, Hey, I got a guy that's looking for a place. Here you go. And obviously Cade had a great experience up there. You know, he's a guy that was here five, six years ago.
0: I'm curious, what does it mean to you to be a part of the dogs family? And beyond that is to have your own legacy embedded within that organization.
1: To do that, to know that, you know, and, and to know that the guys that have been in, you know, in, as dogs, previous to you know, hey, I, I've I've made phone calls to make sure you know some of the guys come up there. You know, uh, an Amendé, uh, a Trejo. You know, there's multiple guys that have come up before, and knowing how John and the dogs are going to treat these guys, it, it's it's really really something special. And knowing past coaches to know that hey, these guys. Foundation that they built, I get to help build on it. You hey, and the big thing is, is I got Dr. the guy that was there from the start. That he's there, and you know, there's days that I say, hey, I'm lucky because Dr. should be the head coach. He started this whole thing, <laughs> and I got the guy sitting on the bench with me, and it's he's a phenomenal coach, and that's the thing that's special is you have. DR, e. Joe, myself, and Andy all have that same baseball philosophy that it's not just baseball, it's about life. And we got the guy at the top, John, that supports that completely, that he's giving these guys a chance to do something special on the baseball field because he knows that they're going to do something special in life down the road. Mm-hmm. And you, you look at, go through and look at some of the guys that have played for the Dogs in the past. There's some leaders in the communities, you know, in the states and in and, and the provinces. So it's pretty cool.
0: Absolutely. Mitch, thank you so much for uh, joining us here on the podcast and for all your time. And looking forward to having you back up here for uh, a second season as head coach of the Dogs. Hey, my pleasure. Thank
1: you very much.
0: In the provincial capital now jordan blundell is taking over as the head coach of the prospects he's obviously no stranger to the organization and he's looking forward to being at field level this year and he too has his eyes set on making a big first impression and getting the prospects back to the championship jordan thanks so much for joining us on the podcast yeah, thank you very much for having me on again. Yeah, it's a second time around for you. So you're the first one to go twice and looking forward to this one as we get ready for the summer Edmonton Prospects season. And what excites you most heading into the summer?
2: Well, oh, the, the game of baseball excites me. Um, to, to be able to you know, get to the first pitch of opening day, obviously that's always something special in, in every team season is that first game as a group wearing the uniform. and um, that, That's you know, something we've been looking forward to forever. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of once you get through that, it's uh, it's business as usual. Yeah, there's, you know, in, in the big, there's 162 of these kind of thing. And, and in our league, there's 56. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's exciting for guys coming into town and never been to Edmonton. Um, you know, there's an exciting part for our coaching staff and our organization welcoming players in. Um, you know, they're, they're seeing their look, um, when they when they walk into Remax Field because it is a special place to play and and the clubhouse and, and getting out on the field and looking in from the outfield and seeing the the, the big buildings downtown and um, and then you know getting seeing the players react and, and and enjoy the the fan the fans here the experience that you know when people are mulling around the park and it's starting to fill up and you know, we're 15 minutes away from first pitch and they're down the line and they're Again, loose to get going. Um, you know that that'll be fun for us to to enjoy that with them and, and watch them enjoy it. And and uh, you know, once you get going in the game, the, the game hasn't changed in a long time. So it's still you know, you got to throw strikes and you know, put the bat on the ball, and you got to do some of those things to to put yourself in a position to have success. So we're really excited. Um, I'm really happy with uh, the the team that we're looking at on the whiteboard here. You know, I think everybody everybody looks good on paper, and uh, you know we're excited to get them up here and see what they can do live and in person.
0: Let's talk a little bit about that team on the whiteboard right now. And obviously, as you go through the season, you you have a lot of dreams and aspirations. But in a short season like this one, you never know what's going to happen. And I'm curious as you look up and down your roster, who's really exciting you.
2: Well, I am sure all my guys will listen to the podcast so they all <laughs> excite me, right? But uh no we've got like a picking favorite returning. kids, right? <laughs> yeah. We've got a couple guys returning. Uh Bo Gilbo uh, was with us last summer. Um, you know, he's uh he's an offensive player, he's versatile, he can play multiple spots defensively and, and is good at multiple spots. Uh he's a veteran, uh gives you a good at bat, you know, just a quality at bat every time. Um, tough out. Uh, and, and a good guy a good dude uh, really good in the clubhouse you know gets along with everyone um you know we we expect him to to be a leader in just just how it goes about his business he's been in a winning program uh, he's won you know at every level uh, he he knows what that takes he knows how to do it and he's always been a big part of his team's winning um, so we're really excited to have him join us again this summer um, we've got uh, a catcher coming in from Uh, Hometown is uh, Sammamish in Washington, uh, and uh, he's a student at Yale. He was a true freshman at Yale this year. Um, Jake Gary is his name. Uh, Jake had had an outstanding freshman year at Yale. Um, Handles the bat, really good behind the plate. There's leadership qualities that you kind of hope that your catcher has, and and he definitely has those. Um, He'll be a fun guy to throw to. You know, pitchers like like him behind the dish. He commands it. He, he's got some presence behind there, and you know that position's important. You know your catcher is quite often the lifeblood of of what's going on on the field, and and we feel really confident with Jake back there, and and Bo Gilbo also plays that position, so we feel really good about those two guys. We've got some interesting guys on the mound for sure uh you know karen olton is uh is an alberta boy he's a prospects academy player he's he's been with the prospects edmonton prospects here for a couple of seasons and and he'll be back and um you know he carried the load for his college team this year i I think he he flirted with getting to 90 innings so he's he's worked pretty hard um and he put up really good numbers and and like i said he, he carried their pitching staff and you know, Taryn's a a gamer, he's a leader, uh, he's a guy that's uh he'd give you an honest day's work, lunch pail, you know, hard hat type guy. Um, you know, so we're we're excited about Taryn being here again and there's and leadership qualities there for our pitching staff. You know, Taryn's done this before, he's been in the league, you know, he knows what it's like to go on the road and visit all the other ballparks and what the crowds are like and what the teams are like. Um so you know, that experience you, you never can really put a price tag on, on what that means. Uh, and it'll be great to have Terren you'll uh, help lead some of the guys that haven't done this before. Um, we've got a, a pitcher from, uh, college of Idaho. He is from Moses Lake, uh, Hunter Boyd hunters. Uh, he's a guy that's carried a pitching staff himself. Um, he was, uh, he had uh, some some experience in the West Coast League the, the past two summers. Uh, I believe he was in Wenatchee with the Apple Sox. Um, you know, led their team in innings pitch kind of thing. And you know, he's uh, he's a bulldog type guy that you know he, he, he's going to get after the the other team. He's going to attack. He's, he's going to be one of those guys that uh, you know you count on to give you a good outing every fifth or sixth or seventh day or however that kind of works out in, in a college schedule. A little bit different than the big leagues on the every five day type thing, but yeah, he's one of those guys. You know, every fifth day gives you that uh, that good outing, and uh, we're looking forward to having him up. He's a good good person. I really enjoy you know getting to know him on the phone and through text, and and creating that relationship as best we can. You know, before the guys get here, um, we've got uh, a two way player. He's uh, he's an outfielder slash left handed pitcher. His name is Tanner Roundy. Uh, Tanner's from Henderson, Nevada. Uh, Tanner uh, led the University of Jamestown uh, offensively and on the mound this year. He's, uh, he's an he knows, honest days, work type guy. Again, he's, he's going to be fun to watch in the outfield. Um, I got a chance to see Tanner play in, uh, in Arizona in March. I was down there. I Had a chance to pick up some college games while I was down there in the, in the nice sun when we were getting some snow up here. <laughs> um, you know, it was it was it was a pleasure to watch him play. You know, it's uh, it's an easy outfield with him. You know, he's he's a, he's able to get good jumps on balls, uh, really good routes. You know, the balls that that, that get hit that you think, oh geez, and you know, that's getting down, and then just somehow he's he's underneath it again. You know, mm-hmm. so that was that was really cool to see firsthand. Um, obviously, I've got a connection to that program and um, you know all the reports where you know this is a guy that you want to have and these are the reasons and, and then I got to witness it firsthand. He give it, He'll give us a quality at bat. Um, he's played in summer leagues before. He's with uh, the Chico Heat last summer and, and they won their league. Um, and, and he's a winning baseball player. so he knows what it takes. He's been on winning teams his whole life. And then when you put him on the mound, he's uh, he's a competitive pitcher. He's a lefty, um, got good stuff. You know, he's uh, he's a baseball player. So uh, it was cool to see him pitch, too, when I was down there. So he's definitely a guy that, that will help us uh, on both sides of the ball. Excited to have him. Um, he's a leader. He's a quiet leader. You know, he goes about his business and, and gives you – Gives you a, a, an honest day's work. And, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, that's, that's what a lot of our roster looks like. They're, they're you know, baseball players. They, they love the game. They, they enjoy the, the process, the game day leading up to the game and, and the preparation it takes between outings as a pitcher and, you know, the pregame work you, you do as a position player with, you know, BP and, and working on your craft defensively. You know, I feel like we have a lot of guys, like our roster's full of players that, that just enjoy that that side of it and um you know, in the baseball terminology the you know, do putting work in. Um and, and when you put work in when it doesn't seem like you're putting work in, like a regular job, that's when you have something special. I think we've got a bunch of guys that you know, they look at what that means of putting putting in work it's, it's what they want to do. It's, it's not a job. It's, it's, they, they they live in and they breathe it and they love doing it. So that's exciting for us as a coaching staff, no doubt about that. Um, and then I guess uh, one more guy we can hit on would be uh, Nolan Walker. Uh, Nolan Walker from Boise, Idaho, I believe. I hope I got that right. Uh, played at college of Southern Idaho. Um, he's a good player. <laughs> he's a good player. He's uh Kind of a middle order, middle of the order bat. Um, he's got a little bit of power, gap to gap. You know, hopefully catch a couple balls here at Remax and give the fans some some fun. Um, you know, I think he'll he'll help us defensively at first base. Uh, uh, from all accounts, he can he can pick it over there. He can move a little bit, uh, so that'll be cool to to have a guy that you know can pick up some of his infielders. And, and you know, the, your job over at first base is to make some other guys look good. And uh, back in my playing days, I'm really thankful that I had good first baseman. <laughs> so I know what that's like as a player, to have a guy over there that's going to make a couple plays for you. It does make you look better. And, you know, as a pitching staff, to have a guy over there picking the ball out of the dirt or, or making a play and getting your feet where they need to be to get an out, you know, how that's just a big, huge boost. So we're looking forward to having Nolan up. Um, it's been fun Fun following him and, and his his progress this year as a as a offensive player and um, yeah he had a pretty big year and I guess I'll go one more guy. Lastly, we've got, we've got a, a player from from Puerto Rico joining us. He's uh, he played at Taft Community College. Javier Ramirez. He's from Caguas, uh, Puerto Rico. I I, re- I really like Javi. Javi's been uh, we we stayed in touch quite a bit over the over the spring season. Um, you know he's kind of he's a first team you know all conference type guy in in their division in in the Cali Cali JUCO circuit there and um, you know I, I I just I love how he moves you know he's he's a he's a baseball player you know he can run a little bit he's going to make plays in the middle of the infield uh, you know be able to, to handle the bag and the, the double play feeds and you know I think that there's some offense there too um, there's a little bit of power there for a middle infielder and um, you know he loves the game he's one of those guys that you, know, you can't wait to to do the work that's required to get get prepared for the game and um like I said earlier that's that's kind of what our team uh, you know has been made up of a guys that just love playing the game so excited to have him up as well and um you know and that's uh, unfortunately we we don't have time to talk about everyone mm-hmm. you know there's a, there's a, you know like I said there's all these guys you know it's uh, really looking forward to you know, uh, growing with with this group. You know, I know uh, Coach Guzzo uh, working with the pitching staff. He's excited. Um, he's had a chance to to talk to a few of the guys and, and who he hasn't talked to. You know, obviously, I've spent a bunch of time getting to know some of these guys. And um, yeah, we I think we're we're all like minded. We all have the same goal in mind. You know, we want to have a successful summer, and you know, we want to be there at the end. And, and you know, I think that's no different than anyone else in the league. And, um, that's the fun part when we get going. Uh, May twenty fifth is that's that's when the that's when the first pitch starts, and that's when we can really you know put our plan into action and see if we can get something done here.
0: I always wonder when a coach and when a team is putting a club together for a short amount of time like that. Is it a prerequisite for? Players to be of a certain bread, whether it's you mentioned it, you know, they've got to have that have that hard hat mentality. And and that's it seems to be sort of a common denominator for a lot of these guys. Are you going into this season or were you going into this season with the expectation that the guys have to have a certain mentality? Or are you hoping that those who don't have that mentality will buy in real quick?
2: Yeah, you know, that's, that's a great question. You know, when you're trying to, you know, recruit strangers, basically, you know, you start, you kind of start at the top and, and do you have a relationship with the program? Do you, you know the head coach? Um, if you do or if you don't, if you don't, you know, you, you see if you can develop a relationship. You know, maybe there's something there for this year and maybe if it doesn't work out this year, you know, that could be a long-term connection and, and a, you know, a, a burgeoning friendship that you've created with with another program. So, you know, for sure, I think I think we're we're fortunate in this sport that you know the there's there's a ton of good people playing college baseball that uh, you know have their priorities set. You know, they're they're pursuing education. They have an eye on what they want to do after the game. You know, if they're not one of the, the lucky ones that get to continue to play it and, and get paid for it, um, so I, I I think that it's not hard to find guys that that want to get after it and, and really understand what it's like to play in a summer league and what it means to, to us as our community and, and our franchise that, you know, these are the kind of things we're looking for in players. So when we when we kick off that recruiting, you know, the, the beginning of the recruiting season, which frankly never ends, it goes 365, mm-hmm. you know, but when we kind of really get down to the nuts and bolts it's like early September. It's like, Hey, we're, we're ready to, to make some, make some signings, get some contracts out. It, it, through those conversations, you, you know we, we indicated this is what we're looking for, uh, whether that be to a head coach or to the, to the player. Specifically, when we get down to actually talking to the players, you know, this is what we're looking for. This is, this is the timeline. Um, this is what our goals are. Uh, these are what our goals are as a, as a franchise. Um, this is what you are to expect when you get here and what we provide for you guys um and at the end of the day you know we're we're, we're realistic you know it's it, there's some adjustment you know coming from all over the all over north america and you've never been here and new teammates and whatnot and, and we get it and and this is this is supposed to be fun as well um so we hope that we're able to provide them the environment which which we know we can we have in the past and we'll continue to do that um for the opportunity to improve their own game and get better while they're here uh, and at the same time, you know, play to win and, and, and play to, you know, try and find a way to, to be that team that's successful at the end of the summer. So, you know, I think the, all those conversations were really positive. The guys that, that um, you know, took us up on the contract and signed and, and committed to come into play for us this summer. I think they understand what we're here for and, and what we want to do and and how we want to approach every day. You know, it's a short season, or it's a long season in a, in a short time frame. You know, Fifty six games is is a, is a lot. You know, it's a, it's another college season, so um, you know there'll be some ups and downs. And, and you know, I think that uh, you know the, the the schools that we've got players from, there's a lot of successful schools on the board. There's a lot of schools that you know from day one have aspirations of doing something special. Um, and, and, you know, I would think everybody goes into the first day of ball with those goals, you know, realistically, you know, not everybody has a shot to accomplish them. And, and I think that, you know, for the most part, a lot of the, the schools that we have guys from, they do have a realistic shot to do something special. And, you know, having that pedigree in the program that you're playing in, what that means for you throughout the year and your own development and your own mindset of how you approach, you know, the upcoming season. And then when you get to season, what it's like to be in season in a program that has expectations for itself. Um, you know, I think we, we gravitated to programs that that set the bar high and, uh, Cause that's the way we want to be, you know, at the end of the day, we want to set the bar high and we're going to do everything that we can to, to achieve that. So I think it's a good fit there. And I think the guys were excited to hear that when we went through that recruiting process of um, this is what we're here for. And this is what we're going to try and get done. Um, I don't think that that's the way it is everywhere, honestly, Uh, you know, uh, and uh, and no disrespect to any programs, some programs, you know, we're just going to play a summer season and, and that's what it is. But uh, you know, I think for us, we, we want to be successful. You know, we we average two thousand fans a game here in Edmonton. You know, we're hopeful to that number increases like it has over the past three years. The attendance has gone up every year. Um, you know, and that's important for us. We want to we want to do well for our fans. You know, they do a great job for us. They they come and support us, and you know, they cheer when they're supposed to cheer, and they they ooh and ah when when they should ooh and ah and and it's a really fun environment so that's part of what this is you know it's an opportunity to to play in front of people that that truly do care about you um so that's exciting we're really excited for that like i said at the start like that's that's a cool thing to watch our players get to experience you know not everywhere gets a ton of fans out to their college games you know it's, it's early spring the weather might not be great and you know, you've got some student, some student fans, and you know, fifty, sixty people some places, and you know, and, and you're playing the game for your for your school, and, and here you're playing for the program. But you know, there's a bunch of fans that, that want to see us beat some of our rivals. Mm-hmm. You know, and when when you come into Edmonton and you, and you don't know what it's like up here in Alberta, we've got some built-in rivalries as Albertans. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, Edmonton doesn't like Calgary, and you know, Edmonton, and Lethbridge, and Med Hat, Fort Mac, so. You know through all the the everybody that's growing up here in Edmonton that have played youth sports you know if I played hockey growing up you know we didn't like playing Calgary you know we don't we didn't like playing for back it's a rivalry you know so that's kind of cool and, and these guys walk into that where we will go down to last bridge and you know Lethbridge doesn't want to see Edmonton win games in last bridge so you know the players might change over the course of of you know seasons but the fans that come to the game don't <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, you know, they they get after it. You know, they don't want Edmonton to go down to those markets and win games. And, and same for us, same for our fans. They don't want other teams coming into our barn. So that that's a cool thing for them to get the experience.
0: Is that a big reason why you have so many local boys on the team? You mentioned Taron earlier, but you have the Braden Custs, and you have the Joe Carrolls, and you have these uh, different players with connections. Obviously, you guys have Prospects Academy up there as well, but they can feed off of that because they've grown up with some of those rivalries.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's that's been a big part of this is is you know our guys have grown up playing in some of these ballparks and, and know what it's like to you know, go down to Okotoks or go up to Fort Mac and play play high school baseball or academy baseball against these teams. And they've been groomed in this. And then now this league's here and, and they get an opportunity to, you know, play at the highest level um, in this area and, and get to experience these parks and the fans, uh, you know, in that capacity versus, you know, high school where, you know, it's a lot of friends and family will, and that that kind of changes at this level, you know, there's, there's regular people, normal people just coming out to the game and want, want, they want to have a good experience and they want to cheer for their hometown team and, you know, have a beer and a hot dog and and relax or have a family night out with the kids. Um, You know, it's, it it becomes a, a little bit more into the entertainment side of the game at the, you know, the minor professional professional level where it's, you know, there, there's people spending their money that they went to work for to come and, you know, be entertained to some extent. So um, I think that's really cool. And, and our guys that, you know, grew up and watching games in the ballpark, um, you know, when they were 14 coming to games, when they were playing in Bantam or, Midget, and Midget, and, you know, kind of thinking, you know, maybe that could be me one of these days. You know, I'd like to play for the prospects. I'd like to play in REMAX field. You know, I, wanted, I want to have that experience. I want to have a big game-winning hit or, You know, close out a game and get a save and, you know, strike a guy out to to end the game. You know, as a kid, when I was 12 coming to, you know, the pro games when they were here, you know, I definitely thought about that kind of stuff. You know, I'd love to be on the field when I'm older. Um, And that still exists in Edmonton. Uh, And I know that because the the young guys from this area that we have signed have said that. Um, That they remember, you know, coming to the ballpark when they were 14 and watching the prospects. So, you know, if that's not, you know, one of the coolest things ever, I don't know what is, you know, it's, it's exactly the way it should play out. You know, you, you dream big when you're when you're a young minor, minor baseball player in the community and you come out here with your, with your parents and you're playing catch with your dad when you're six, seven years old. And, um, you know, it's kind of now we're, we're adults now and you've made it to this level and it's like, Hey, this is pretty cool. You know, I'd like to continue to do this. And, and, you know, for for a lot of the local guys, you know, Terrence Terrence at the end of his college run, and and we have some guys that are, you know, just beginning their college run, and um, it's really cool to have kind of both sides of the spectrum there. You know, with a, a veteran player that's done this before and, and grew up in the area, and, and you know, did all the things through high school and into college and played summer league here, and and then with some guys that you know just finished their freshman year and um, and and they're they're starting that journey with us, so. Um, it, it's part of what makes it makes it an awesome experience for us coaches you know at the end of the day it's like creating relationships and you know we all want to win games and we all want to have success and there's no doubt about that um but but the game the, the the game means something outside of just the the wins and losses it's it's the experiences the friendships you know all those kind of intangible things that you go through with a group of young men through a season that uh is what where your memories are, are, are held at the end of the summer. You know, you kind of remember the trip, that, the six day road trip that we took that, you know, the, the, we had fun in the pool as a group or, you know, whatever, those kind of, those fun random things that happened. we all ate at you know, one of the, the burger joints in the small town and then it was the best cheeseburger we had all summer. And, you know, those kind of things are what, what kind of give you that, that lasting staying power in your, in your memory bank
0: you grew up in Edmonton an area you get to take over the reins of this team now it's not that you you know you're not a newcomer to the the team and the program by any stretch of the imagination but what does it mean to you to be able to put on all the duds again make sure that you're out there and putting this team together and and being a part of this program in a new position like you are this year
2: yeah it's exciting you know it's it's something that uh I was looking forward to having this opportunity at some point and, and you know, the, the opportunity probably uh, presented itself a little quicker than, um, you know, than I thought it would. Um, uh, part of the reason that coming back home from, from the Island was, um, you know, to be involved in the Academy and, and, uh, you know, help, help this area's youth and, and help grow the, the, the program there at that level. And, um, you know, the, the, the Western Canadian baseball league is a great league. Um, you know, I I definitely miss not being in it, even though I had great memories and great times, uh, coaching youth baseball out on the Island and and, you had a chance to win a provincial championship and go to nationals with a, with a great group of kids in the NIMO. Um, you know, the, the, the WCBL is, it's a cool little league, dude. You know, it's, it's that minor league baseball, you know, it's, uh, you know, fans in the ballpark, the anthem at seven oh five, first pitch, you know, you know, the the crowds roaring, all that kind of stuff. It, it's really a unique thing that we have here in Western Canada and, and um, yeah, I'd love to be a part of it. The the, the level of baseball is, is is excellent. You know, you get uh as competitive as a college players as as you can. Like these guys all want on all the teams and all the rosters, everybody is is a good player or a great player at, at their school, you know, so it's a bit of a funnel system as well. You know, you, uh, there, there's, you know, 1500 college baseball programs and there's 300 summer league programs, you know, that are really trying to do it, do it at this kind of level. So there's a bit of a, a, a funnel system. So you're, you're getting guys that are, that are really focused and really, really want to, to be here and really want to have a career in baseball You know, whether that ends up being an organized or they get a chance in independent baseball or, you know, they end up over in Europe or Australia and and have an opportunity to see the world through the game of baseball. It's kind of like that last stepping stone before they they get that opportunity. And um, I enjoy being around those players. Uh, You know, I was one of them back in the day. It's it's something that, you know, I wanted to to do as a player and, and get that opportunity. And, you know, fortunately enough, I had to, a little cup of coffee in, in the independent league there. And, you know, and, and that was a dream. It was a dream to, to be able to do that and, and get to play at that level. So um, I I totally respect where these guys are coming from and, 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 and get it. You know, I know what they want to, I, I know how they feel about it. I know what they want to get done. And I, me personally, I love to be around that kind of environment. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking forward to the season and looking forward to, you know, trying to help the guys as best as best I can and, and I know Coach Guzo's in the same boat. You know, he's he's gonna do everything in his power to, you know, help whoever he can to, you know, achieve what their their goals are set at for sure. And and that's what's cool. You know, the the W C B L provides that opportunity for players. You know, there's there's not a ton of places where you're gonna average over a thousand thousand people a game. Um and we pretty much have that across the board here in this league. So um, what a cool thing to do in the
0: summer hey can't wait i'm getting i'm getting goosebumps because we're just so so close now so <laughs> i know oh man jordan uh, appreciate the time all the best this season looking forward to what the uh, edmonton prospects have up their sleeves for the uh, this summer
2: yeah i appreciate it. thanks very much for having me on go
0: That'll do it for our WCBL previews for teams here in Alberta. Again, a giant thank you to all of the teams for joining us and for being so candid while doing so. We can't wait to make our way around the province and see all of the teams in action. And like I said off the top, really looking forward to telling more of the stories from around the league this summer. We'll be back with another episode on Thursday, and then we'll go back to our weekly podcast At least for the time being. No spoilers, though. Until then, thanks again for all of your support of Alberta Dugout Stories.